you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Matchless Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 glad to be back. Yes, and we are joined by a special guest today, John Horseman, also known as Kick Tripod from the Overwatch League Daily Show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Ah, no problem. Is it Overwatch League Daily or Owl Daily? What do you prefer? I so here's the thing is if you if you do Owl Daily, you're gonna find a bunch of daily owl Twitter accounts. So I prefer really? it's yeah, yep. it's a big thing. <laughs> so it's Overwatch League Daily preferably, but I do tag everything with Owl Daily too. Just uh oh, okay. sometimes you just get a random owl animal thrown in, I guess. I don't. I shouldn't be surprised. It is the internet where your wildest dreams do come true. Too. Like I'm like, <laughs> like why Never are so knew. many people wanting daily pictures of owls? I yeah. had no idea That's, until this. <laughs> Sometimes people just want to know everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> but yeah, this is episode number ninety-one. We are recording on January sixteenth for release on January seventeenth. A uh, couple things to talk about. Obviously, Overwatch League premiered last week, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We did miss something on the PCR last week, so we'll talk about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about Mercy because, you know, Jaw's so popular that ever since I said what I said last week about Mercy, everybody's shitting on Mercy. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that a bit. But before we get started, I would like to welcome anybody who is listening for the very first time. Thank you very much. For taking the time to listen to Watchpoint Radio, uh, we do talk about Overwatch news, competitive, and some esports, but the primary focus of this show is the community and the state of the game, so even when we do talk about those subjects, it does focus around the community. If you enjoy the show, please follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio, and we'd love to have you on our Discord as well, which will be discord.me slash mash those buttons, and... As always, want to thank the returning listeners. You guys are awesome, and the reason why we're here, you keep listening, we keep talking, so that's that's how this relationship works, so thanks a lot. And uh, we did get some new subscribers last week, um, at least one new subscriber. I know Crossover subscribed to the Twitch channel. Actually, Crossover was the first uh, actual paid sub, not a Twitch Prime sub, so there you go, Crossover. Thank you very much for for go, for doing that for us we really really do appreciate that also big juicy hog subscribe but i can't remember if that if i brought that up last week or not i don't think so so i'll just say it again and then blaze and bob subscribe too so thanks a lot bob appreciate the support do, do what i can do 
Yes. <laughs> uh, no community feedback this week. Uh, that's why oh. we're actually just. Oh, was oh, oh I thought you were say I thought I thought y'all was wrong. We just got oh, a new snap, sub. Kick tripod <laughs> just subscribed. Wow, what a guy! Can I Thank say you. basically be paying to be on the show at this point? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad it's thing. Just, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, thank uh, you, Gabe. Go, Dang. Yeah, let's go. Feeling let's the go love. Ahead. Oh yeah. What's going on with uh, you guys in Overwatch? We'll just get we'll start with that. John, you are our guest. How is your week in Overwatch, man? If you've had a week in Overwatch, <laughs> I am a. Um... Uh, for those who don't know, I've recently taken up video editing. It's it's my new thing I'm learning how to do. And part of that is I've been uh, chronicling and organizing Overwatch League clips. And so any time I would have spent gaming this past week, it's been organizing and tagging over 350 Overwatch League clips. So my game in Overwatch has been non-existent, except that I've watched so much Overwatch League and so many Overwatch streams and then so many clips <laughs> to make sure I didn't get duplicates and stuff. And uh, it's still been a very Overwatch heavy week for me. Gotcha. So no playing Overwatch, but Overwatch is still in your life. It's very much, very much. It's like a long distance relationship right now. It's, it's there. We're talking all the time. I'm just not holding Overwatch's hand. Dude, I'm pretty sure it understands. It that's understands. awesome. Because uh, <laughs> you, you had talked about on Rose's show uh, that you just didn't really want to do video editing, but it's awesome that you're taking that up because I think you're going to be good at it. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to learn. And thankfully, the, the time it takes me to produce the audio version, I vastly overestimated. So uh, because of that, I'm like, you know what? I can, I can make make something work and it's just kind of grown and grown and grown from there i think you guys can probably all appreciate the first episode you did how much time it took versus the 10th versus the 20th and then you know the 50th it, it drastically changes uh just Absolutely. from like muscle memory and and all that stuff so yeah the biggest problem i have with video editing when i have to do it is the sheer amount of space it takes to keep to keep all of your files together. I mean, it is it is storage expensive, you know. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's. I had to get a new computer two weeks ago because my old computer. Well, it's a, it was a nice computer. It was a few years old and just wasn't ready for video editing. So, my my new wife said that that we can get a new computer. So we got one, and it's awesome. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, there's tons more space. I've got eight terabytes of RAID storage now. And it's, you know, all your, nice all your listeners too. are going to sleep, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can literally hear their foreheads hitting the keyboard. As soon as I said <laughs> RAID, they're like, out. So don't worry. No more tech talk from me. I'm done. Well, we are system and network in engineers by trade, so we could definitely re respect it and be a little en envious of you. Well, I feel I feel bad for your listeners. <laughs> it's, it's I want them to be like, yes, not like yes, raid talk. That's not happening unless it's a World yeah. of Warcraft podcast. That isn't this. Uh, it's not this weekend tech. You know. <laughs> Uh, let's get back on track, Bob. How was your weekend Overwatch? 
Well, um, watched a lot of Overwatch League, so my week at Overwatch was kind of small. But as as John used to say on the the payload, I only cried a little bit. Uh, I after my big drop of like two hundred SR after place placements, I have only played. I don't know, probably ten or fifteen games, maybe on my my main, and I'm just sitting at the same spot. And today, I almost actually dropped into uh, gold. I was at twenty five oh one, but I'm back up. But it was close. Are, are you done? Because I got so much to say. You go, <laughs> you, you go right ahead, man. You go right ahead. This weekend, and it was. I said it so many times uh, on stream that if you listen to the stream, I sound like a broken record, but I can totally understand why people who were stuck in gold quit the game. I get it. I can totally understand why that is the case. And with bronze and silver, you got hope, right? You got hope that you're going to make it into gold and it's going to be better. But then you get into gold and it's not better. It's worse because everybody who came from silver and gold or from bronze and silver thinks, oh, they're better than they actually are now. So it's terrible. So let's start with uh, uh, I did get a little bit of a chance to watch a little bit, a bit of Overwatch League. I, surprisingly, I did get to catch the fusion uh, with their win on Thursday. I didn't get a chance to watch them get stomped on Saturday. So I guess it's a good thing. Um, even though I kind of expected it because at the end of the game on Thursday, one of the big takeaways from the interview afterward was that they're having communication problems because they're from nine different countries. You know, I kind of, one of the things I assumed in the overwatch league is that teams that come from all these different countries, they just speak. Like I would imagine they speak English. Like that's like a common language. They would like speak together, but apparently that's not happening or maybe they don't all speak English that well. But yeah, they're having like communications issues. So I was even surprised they beat the outlaws, who may also be having communication issues, and that's part of their problem. But when I saw that they were going to play the Spitfire, or as somebody from the Fusion social media team called them the Soul Spitfire, um, <laughs> when I saw they were going to play them, Close. I was like, I was like, that's not going to go that well for them. Like, that's not going to work out that great. And. Um, one thought I had I was like, man, I really hate for like the first season of the Overwatch League to be marred by the fact that, you know, a few teams have zero communication issues because all the players speak the same language and the rest of the teams, that's like a hump they kind of have to get over. Uh, and it's a, it's a hurdle on top of the Korean teams already being phenomenal. I mean, the Korea teams are already phenomenal, filled with 93 96 bulls, you know. <laughs> and Space Jam bulls, yeah. Ex exactly, right? <laughs> you know, they they got that going on. They and then on top of that in it, you know. Yes, they were they, that's the thing like that the Korean culture is different. I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's unfair advantage or anything like that. I'm like that that country takes esports seriously and that's why they produce the the, the athletes that they do, which is great. Um, and the other countries of the world need to take note. But at the same time, it does kind of suck that, you know, that's an additional hurdle that you have to worry about in terms of competition is being able to communicate properly. And I'm pretty sure when things don't go right and people are getting angry, it just gets worse. You know, dude, the tilt is real, man. You can see it when it happens. And they just yeah. they're looking at their screens and they're not talking to each other. 
Yeah. And then the Korean teams are like joking around and talking back and forth and drinking their water calmly. It's just, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty crazy right now. Yeah. So now let's talk about me actually playing Overwatch. So okay. Friday night started well. It did. It started well. I played slow on, and on the, I was playing Xbox on Friday night. I placed low, which I expected. I placed like 2350 or something like that. And I expected it because unfortunately like I don't I don't play consoles enough to keep my motor skills together to play at a high level. It took me like half of my placement matches just to start performing well. So being placed at, at gold is not a big deal, but by the time I got done with placement matches, like I got placed at 2350. I'm like all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to play until I get into Platinum because I just believe, like, yeah, I'm going to get into Platinum tonight. Like, that's how good I am right now. And it worked. I, I did make it into Platinum that night about an hour, maybe an hour and a half after the fact. Um, as I was getting closer to Platinum, I hooked up with Mellow Yeti. He was cool. He helped me out. We lost our first game together, but I think we went on a winning streak at right after that. And then uh, the dude abides hopped on as well. So I had a three man and I made my way uh, and, uh, you know, into platinum. I'm happy with that result so far. And I think I'm, I want to see how far I can actually make it in the Xbox rankings. You know, can I get the high platinum or not? That was Friday. Happy with Friday, Saturday, not happy with Saturday. Saturday was some of the worst Overwatch I've ever seen in my, you know, in the entire time since playing in beta, some of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, it, it, sometimes it is really just luck of the draw. And I drew four Sombra mains on Saturday, like people who played Sombra and refused to switch. And this is before Bull Dockside hops on. And, and and tries to help me out because I ended up playing with Bull Dockside, who's in chat right now. Um, uh, he, he like you know he saw me. I was getting a little. I was getting tilted. I was getting angry. He was like, "Hey, let's let's group up." I'm like, "Cool." But before that, I had played a little bit in early on Saturday, and I played Saturday night because I played early Saturday, and that's when a lot of the bad stuff happens. I dipped into gold in on early Saturday because I was I remember I had already placed like around 2,500, which was. I felt was ridiculous when you go back and look at my stats for the day. Are you still talking about console? No, now we're talking about PC. What character? On my solo on, account. Oh, on the solo account, okay. On my solo account. Because so. Jaws still at like 2,800, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I end up, you know, dropping down in the gold. I was a little salty. I'm like, okay, whatever. I took a break. I went to the gym. I ate. I came back. I'm like, you know, it's going to be better. You know, I'll just work my way back into platinum. You know, lose a game, win a game, win more games, whatever. It's fine. Dude, it was so bad. And I str we streamed the whole thing. And the, the stream was just in awe of how bad people were playing the game. The stream was in awe of how bad people were playing the game. You know, why is this person not doing this? This person's not doing anything at all. And then Bull Dockside gets on, and it's just terrible. It was really really bad like people not playing their roles properly not listening when you make suggestions that should have you should have just known how to that, that should just be know how <laughs> you know these are things that you should just know at this level you know and then i always get nervous when i see somebody with the gold border that's in gold that really really scares me when <laughs> i see that on my get team. shit on so bad too <laughs> They get shit on so bad. 
but I, but I mean, I like I feel bad for them because they're probably people that started at the very start. Their MMR is so low. Like you know how long it took me to to work my main account into Diamond after like starting and not knowing how the game worked and like having horrible stats. It was yeah. a long process. I probably would have been better off just to restart like at season four. <laughs> I don't think that's going to help these people. I'm sorry, but if you have a gold border and you are in gold, you're not you're not learning. You're not learning. That's that's it part of the be problem. Someone like, with like a disability, you never know, dude. <laughs> I used to play on a competitive Call of Duty team. This is like Call of Duty Two with a guy who was paraplegic. And he was fucking amazing. Okay, he had he had a government funded like I don't really what you, I don't I don't think you want to call it a visor, but this thing that sat on his head and he controlled his crosshair with his eye, like using eye tracking. That had to be expensive as hell back then. For the government, yeah, <laughs> but, but he got he got one. He was fucking incredible. I couldn't believe it when he told me he was paraplegic. I made him send me a picture. I was like, wow, that is incredible. Wonder if he had to blink but, to shoot. Yeah, dude, it was fucking amazing. But I don't care, like disability or not. <laughs> gold border with gold, no bueno. You gold know, no is good. just the thing is, is that there's so much of Overwatch that is not mechanically based. If if you're stuck in gold, having played that level, it's probably not your mechanics that suck. Uh, it's probably just your your over overall understanding of the game. And I'm a guy who I've never played a PC shooter before, so I've played. I'm not. I don't have a gold border, and but it took me a long time, a lot longer than you would think an, an average person should take to get out of gold and then out of platinum and then out of diamond. And it, it took a lot of time and a lot of practice to do that. And it also took me having the drive to like make my own Overwatch content, make friends with pros and get all that extra uh, help to get there. And there's a lot of people who are just like, you know what? I'm kicking my feet up. I'm eating my Cheetos while I am putting my daughter to sleep while I'm microwaving uh, Marie calendar pot pies. And, you know, like <laughs> to them, they're like, it's their escape. It's their getaway, you know, but. And I get that. That's um, but it's not, if it is, it's not for you then. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. That's not what competitive is for. If it's just relaxing to you, don't play in competitive because those people like you, what you play competitive to win. You need to get out of comp if that's the case. But yeah, I mean, there's tons of people who don't have a, a bunch of mechanical skills that make it out of gold and to at least like platinum. You know, and you that's because. This character called Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't have to be like a crack not, shot not with anymore, a lot of the guys. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it was just real bad. Like, we were, I was just in shock. Like, I can't. And the, here's the thing. I guess another problem with the SR system, right? They say, because you'll hear people say this all the time, well, you'll climb because you're going to lose SR, but you'll gain more than you lose. That's what you'll constantly hear over and over and over again. Mm. That's true. When we won games, I was I was getting anywhere between 25, and I think on Saturday, the highest amount of SR I got was 33. So between 25 and 33 SR per win, but I was losing around anywhere between 18 to 22 per loss. So that's true. Yeah, like I was getting more SR gain than loss. But when you lose two, three, four games in a row, 
and you only win one, what the fuck are you supposed to do with that? What are you supposed to do with it? Like, that's the thing. Like, just cry. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. And Bulldog says he, he says he wasn't watching his SR at all. He couldn't look. <laughs> well, like, that's like I was looking. Dude, for the, the, uh, ahead, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just saying for for me, there's so many different factors. Like, you know, like I'm a good DPS, but sometimes I'll just be having a bad day and I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, I actually got to play DPS and I'm failing so hard right now. And sometimes it's not even my team's fault. Sometimes I just play bad and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm, it's a constant struggle. I probably shouldn't play when my mind is so tired, but I want to play Overwatch. And so I end up doing that. I get you. The reason I watch my SR, even when I'm losing like that, is because I want to see if I played as well as I thought I played, right? Or as if well I as only... the system thinks you played. Because sometimes right, stats right. don't matter at all if you're doing your job. Sometimes, depending on what's happening. But, like, you know, when I'm blocking 30k damage as Arissa, I'm doing my fucking job. <laughs> you know? So, like... uh you know, if I see if I see that I lost twenty five or thirty SR, something's up. Like, okay, I was I probably wasn't doing something right, but if I'm only losing between eighteen and twenty two SR on a loss. You know, that tells me I did probably the best I could. Yeah, you know, that's I was, all you can I was, do. I was probably doing well. I did the best I could, but Overwatch is a team game, which is why I really hope the the changes they made to Diamond will trickle down so that it's a flat one and a loss. You know, yeah. like it needs to be a flat one and a loss. I'm and that, that'll be that. I don't know. I want to see how it works first. And the I don't want it to trickle all the way down. Maybe trickle into platinum, maybe. I'm kinda cool with that. John and I had to talk about that on Twitter months and months back. But like I don't know I don't know if it needs to go into gold and into silver and into bronze because I mean, that's how they're brought up. At least needs to stay in those first matches you play on a new account. So I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I want to see. I want to see over, it play out some. Over a year ago, I'm the one who said that Diamond Plus should not have performance based SR. But I do believe that in the end, if you are a talented player like like Jaws, who's maybe playing at an Elo that his skill is greater than performance SR should benefit you, not hurt you, and should get you out of where you shouldn't be faster. If it doesn't, that's a broken system, not a knock against performance SR. Right, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? You can disagree with me, by the way. I'm just a guest, but you can be like, you're effing stupid. I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh no, don't don't worry. When I disagree with you, you will know. All right. <laughs> He's but I would not say it's- shy, but like you have to point out though that you know we we all we use different accounts and you know you're trying to work this one account up and it's quite a bit lower than your other account but you're not able to do it in a timely fashion and i think that's just because you know unless you're like a badass tracer like you're not really you know it's something of that lines you're not really carrying games you need help and so, it's, exactly. so it makes it harder to rise. I see what you're trying to say. There's yeah, very that's... few. I would say like Roadhog is a carry character. Mercy is slash was a carry carry character. 
Like those are, those are characters that even when I had no clue how to play them, I was still getting more or the same, if not more SR than my main, which is Zarya. Uh, so like there, there are carry characters. The problem is, is mercy is probably the only one that's not, or it's the only one that's not mechanically challenging, uh, to yeah, some, super, to some respect, uh, super we, we, mechanically. Right. So like if you're playing Roadhog, obviously if you're not landing hooks, you're not, you're not going to get that. If you're not healing yourself up, if you're not like bronze and silver healing as Roadhog, you're not carrying, um, in those lower ELO matches. And yeah. if, I mean, and do you think about the really hard ones, McCree, Genji, Tracer, Widow, these are all, and you could even probably like sprinkle in, uh, Hanzo there. Those are all extremely hard characters to play, but those are the ones that can really carry. Yeah. And and that's not to say any hero honestly can carry to some level. Um, I don't want to be like say that as this broad statement and then people to be like, I carry as this hero all the time. I know you do. <laughs> You're so good at the game. But uh <laughs> besides that, as a general rule, you see a few heroes at the top that are able to carry and gain more SR. And they tend to be heroes that can deal damage and heal themselves at the same time. Yeah. Very true. And Roadhog used to be an awesome carry, man. Oh my God. That was the first way I made it to dive. It was with hog with the old hog, but rip shields are coming back, man. Once shields are back. All right. Well, that's uh that's enough of me complaining about my shitty weekend in Overwatch. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about John here? Well, Bobby got some questions for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have John here. Uh, John Kick Tripod Horseman, the formerly of the Payload Podcast, one of my first and one of the most beloved Overwatch podcasts. And he is now the creator of the Overwatch League Daily Show. Welcome, John. Hey. I know Thank you're you. already here. I guess well, I guess welcome did really work. Hello again. <laughs> Greetings times two. This is a, you know, how they have uh, learning hospitals. This is a learning podcast for Bob. Every so. <laughs> podcast for me is a learning podcast. So I'm right with you. I'm right with the you. Truth. All right. Well, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your background? I know you started Overwatch on console and then moved to, P to PC and... Just tell us about your gaming background in general. Yeah, so my gaming background starts a while back, back in the old Halo, Halo 2 days. Uh, my cousin, who was like six years older than my brother and I, wanted us to play Halo. We went and overplayed Halo one night at his house, and it was so much fun that we bothered our parents for the next like three months to get us an Xbox. From there, we got an Xbox 360 and Halo 2, and we actually competed on the MLG circuit. We were uh, professional Halo players playing double and a little bit of Slayer too, but we were actually ranked in the top 50 in the world for some point. And um, nice. that was a lot of fun. But um, with at the end of like Halo 3, you know, Halo just kind of died off and gotten big into World of Warcraft. I was a world top 25 shadow priest for a long time. And um, that was around the time where I got into podcasts and I really enjoyed uh, listening to a podcast and uh, among my favorites were the instance by Scott Johnson and convert to by Heck Pat yeah. Crane. Right. Like, who, right. Yep. Yeah. 
And um, I've I've o- I had always wanted to do a a, a podcast um, and stuff. And so around early 2015, end of 2014, I set a goal for myself to start my own podcast. And obviously, that story has uh, been told a million times. But uh, from there, switched into Hearthstone. Really loved Hearthstone. Um, I like to think I'm. A, I like to make the excuse that I'm a smart guy. I just don't have the time to learn the mechanics. And so, you know, therefore Hearthstone's a great game, right? Because you're, it's not the mechanics that are the struggle. It's like chess. So I got into Hearthstone, really loved that. We started the WellMed podcast there. And then when they announced Overwatch, I knew immediately I wanted to be a part of it. And um, we did the payload for about a year and a half. And we had Kevin Hovdestad, who now works at Blizzard, Jimmy Bloxham and Rosh, who you know, are all doing great things in the gaming community. And, you know, when that kind of fizzled out, I started Overwatch League daily. But since then, it's just been a ton of Hearthstone and a ton of Overwatch. A ton, a ton, a ton. Nice. You you mentioned that you were a Shadow Priest. Was that during Burning Crusade when when that when Arena first came out? I I actually started. I am a a Cata baby. I'm from Cataclysm. Ah, Four point okay. three Dragon Soul was my first patch at um, max level. Oh, I wow. was leveling in four point two, but I hit max level in four point three. I actually stopped in Cata, but I thought you were talking about uh, Shadow Priest and SLSL Lock uh, were like the thing in the Burning Crusade. But yeah, okay, well, let's move on to, uh, well, I guess you kind of already covered this one, so let's just move on to the next one. Tell us about the projects you're currently working on. Of course, the Overwatch League Daily Show, but anything besides that? You talked about you'd started moving into video editing. Yeah, so uh, my projects are Overwatch League Daily Show and then uh, Well Met Podcast, which is um, I think a pretty good Hearthstone podcast, if you like Hearthstone, just kind of like that that chill aspect of it. So, um, but right now what I'm really focusing on is I felt really confident in my audio editing skills and, and, and scripting skills and being able to script out a show, but I really stunk at scheduling. I'm not very good at video editing. I wanted to learn more about photo editing and it just kind of really aligned well with, um, what I kind of to do with an Overwatch League show, and that's where kind of Overwatch League Daily was born, which is a five-day-a-week Overwatch League podcast, 15 minutes, fully produced on audio and video um, with some really amazing names. Um, just today, I did an interview Super with Cuddles, amazing. the head coach of the LA Valiant. Tomorrow, I've got Hexagrams. Uh, who's one of the commentators, analysts for Overwatch League. And we've got Avril, and then I'm with ZP. (laughs) Like, it's so cool how many awesome guests uh, we've been able to have on the show because of the the limited time nature of it, rather than doing a one day a week, like, Overwatch League show, which is something I I still want to do. I'm just like, let's do something a little bit different. Let's try it. And it's been really cool in that respect to kind of get to – to know and connect with a lot of different um, players and coaches and creators at a lot of different levels. 
It's it's super super cool. I've I don't think I've missed any one. I didn't get the one today because it hit it hit a little later than it usually does. I think uh, the well, it, cuddles it was a one special episode. Yeah, so it's I normally record Wednesday through uh, Sunday, but I got the okay to do an interview with Cuddles for the LA Valiant, and so I today was not supposed to be an episode day, and we released an episode anyway. Well, I am super excited to hear it because when I talked to him, he was not the the uh, or he was the head coach, but he hadn't like he hadn't played yet. So I'm curious to hear uh, what like what he has to take from their games. I said played, I meant coached, like hit the game. But all right, so you now do your show on on youtube which i've actually really enjoyed watching and now i'm i'm on the fence on do i want to watch it when i first get to work while i eat breakfast or do i want to listen to it on the way to work so that's a really good thing and you just hit a thousand subscribers are you about to hit two now uh no just we just passed 1100 there and just passed 1100 on twitter as well so Nice. That's I, awesome. I've, it's going to be, it stinks because my, uh, my, my personal Twitter is going to have less followers than my, <laughs> the podcast Twitter, which that's has a never good happened thing. for me before. Yeah. It, that's a good, super yeah. huge thing. It, I mean, it's good for the show, but I'm like, oh, what about me guys? What about me? I'm funny. They'll come too. too. They'll come I'm too. Just kidding. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I manage them both. So. Um, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy year for you. You graduated college, you got married. How did you juggle all of this during that? I quit my job. <laughs> did you? That's a great way to do that. Yeah, That's you just uh, good answer. <laughs> so I, I actually uh, quit my job back in October of twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. And all of 2017, I was kind of making content full time and finishing up my degree um, and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I just I, I quit my job. And I think that something that I was never told when I decided that I wanted to make a podcast, and this is something that when I set out to make, I'm the type of person that if I'm going to like set out to do something, there's an achievable end goal in mind. It's not just like, Hey, this is really fun. I'm going to make a podcast every week. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I'm just it's totally me. I'm just not the type of person. <laughs> I'm just like, if I'm going to do this, this is why I'm doing this. And this is what I want to do with it. Um, and so, uh, with that, I just kind of dove completely all in. I mean, you know, Bob, you said at the beginning, you're like, look at your room. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I spent a lot of time and money on this room. And, and it, uh, it definitely because, shows. And if I'm going to do it, I, that's just the way I like to do it. Um, but that was just a thing where I've made sacrifices. I think, um, you know, Katie, my, my now wife, as of almost exactly one month, actually exactly one month, uh, today, December 16th. So she's still inside the return 16th. policy then. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> you've, got, you've got five hours and 44 hours and 45 minutes to change your mind before we go into day 31. Um, yeah. and she's like 
annoyingly supportive is, is the words I use. Like she won't let me slack off or take a day off. She's like, no, you said you want to do this. This is what you're going to do. Do it. Um, and I'm like, okay, fine. So that's, uh, she's been amazingly supportive for that. And there's not a lot of people who get that kind of support for something that's so untested and, and, um, not quite as uh, lucrative as many would believe. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of what that last year's been like. Yeah. I, well, sometimes when I run into people uh, that have been listening to our shows, not just Watchpoint Radio, but you know they've, they've dealt with Mashal's buttons, you know, for a while. A lot of them think like this is like what I do. You know, this is this is the job. I make money off of the West. I'm like. No, actually, it's a huge loss every year. I like. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, we're very lucky to make mass, back our hosting fees. <laughs> is is about yes. where you know I and and I I knew that going into it. I know, I've never expected to make money from this, but right, it's it's got to be a labor of love because I mean. Yeah, like people aren't just tripping over themselves to to give you cash or throw ad dollars at you. Even advertisers and and podcasting don't really they don't value the ads that much on podcasts. Even though podcasts have uh, for the last like you know five years have been skyrocketing, so it's a little weird. But I, I feel the pain. We're brothers there. <laughs> it's a different beast. It definitely is. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us about the future. What are your plans? You're doing video editing, or are you gonna you gonna sprinkle that into the Daily Show, or are you gonna kind of go off into like multiple types of shows? I don't know if I can do much more um, at the micro level that Overwatch League Daily does. Um, you know, I still do well met, which is your typical. 75 a minute, three guys around a microphone chatting about the game, a game that they love and having really cool, valuable segments. But there's something totally different between doing an hour, 75 minute, 90 minute show and doing, you know, a 15 minute show five days a week. Even if that ends up being the same amount of time and the same amount of content, it's totally different. Uh, So for the future, for me, it's, Right now, even to myself, I'm still proving to myself the consistency of making those shows and making that content and balancing that well, balancing my physical and mental health and uh, balancing now my marriage, which is, you know, uh, a, a really important thing uh, to, <laughs> to balance. And so, you know, kind of doing all that. But right now for me, it's just... Uh, about 80% of my focus is on Overwatch League daily. And um, rightfully so, there's just so much more to learn there. I don't think that I have a whole lot of plans for other content. I do want to get more into like Overwatch analysis as uh, we go down the road. Like my plan even this week is I wanted to do a top five plays and like a week one MVP. And then I realized like, hey, you should sleep. so. I slept. Uh, what about time. some what about some trips out to the arena to see some live some live games? You think you could you think you're going to get to do that some? 
I want to, and I've been invited to, uh, but right now it's, I, I don't want to take a week off of the show with the type of uh, momentum it has. Uh, so I've, I've kind of, I'm hoping to be able to take some time off for the playoffs or hopefully by that time, be able to afford a laptop so that after the, those nights games, I can go back to the hotel room and record because I recorded multiple shows in, uh, on the deck on my uh, parent-in-law's decks in Hawaii is where, so if you listen to any of those Hawaii episodes, uh, those were all recorded and edited on a deck in Hawaii, like looking over uh, the side of the mountain at the the ocean and the sunset, and it was beautiful. So That sounds uh, awesome. Not a bad place to edit. Yeah, it was It was better, <laughs> minus like the acoustics. The, the acoustics were a little bit, Weird and the occasional bird, but besides that, but it was the, pretty the good. bird was happy though. It was a happy bird. Hawaii. It was a happy bird. Yeah, I think that could add to it. It'd just be like, oh, this is relaxing. I could hear the waves. It's a pharah. It's a pharah <laughs> flying flying overhead. You know how much more That's relaxed I'd be if I was playing Overwatch in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd think, Saturday would have been so, no man, problem. But you're just like saltier as ever because you're just like, why am I even here? Go to a beach and <laughs> body shame myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear that. So uh, tell us all the platforms that we can find you on. Because I know you're on a bunch. Literally everything at this point. YouTube, RS, RSS, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast. Uh, and if there's other ones, we're probably there too. But um, yeah, literally... You don't do Literally, anything on Twitch, Spotify right? Spotify even. We're even on Spotify. We yeah, don't dude. do Twitch, um, but it's just more. Um, I, I actually would like to eventually make it so, like, I stream the first episode or, like, the first possible listen on Twitch. Like, imagine, like, 7 a.m. And then right after that's done, it's on your RSS feed and YouTube. So if you want to get it absolutely first, you can have that Twitch live experience but then from then on but i just don't know how valuable it is yet and i don't want to wake up at 7 a.m even to vodcast it so uh, <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of like you know uh for right now i'm i'm really happy with all those different um channels it's on but twitch might be a thing i've been workshopping if there's a way to do the show live so maybe one day maybe one day well i'd like to see you play more if you ever get any more time to, to actually play. Yeah, I would like, to, I would like to, I always like playing Overwatch, uh, especially because I'm one of the few who can like run my microphone into all the stuff. And there's, you know, I, I always run into people like, Hey, you, you do payload. You just, is that, is that you do the payload? Like no, it always feels good. The guy's a jerk. <laughs> <He's a total laughs> douche. Oh man, well yeah, my name. I can't really get around it. Oh, but um, last and definitely not least, tell us how we can help you out. How we can su support the cause? Where can we go? What can we do? Uh, I, I I've always said this, and this has been my thing from day one. The best support is always. Uh, listening and watching, and then uh, from there, uh, giving feedback and being an active uh, person in in the communities that you care about. Not even necessarily in 
the Overwatch League daily community or the Wellmet community, uh, but just in general, being an active participant, I think is really important. So um, twitch.tv or sorry, twitter.com slash OWL daily show, youtube.com slash kicked tripod um, and discord.me slash OWL daily show. Like that's where you can, get plugged in beyond just listening or watching. Of course, email me overwatchleaguedaily at gmail.com if you've got feedback, questions, anything like that that is uh, wide open for you. And you know what? I tell you what, I set up I set up in a website for everybody. It's overwatchleaguedaily.com. Links to everything right there. We nice. did just launch a Patreon. Um, so if people do feel that they want to financially support it's patreon.com slash OWL daily show, but I've, there's no perks. <laughs> there's no goals. There's no anything. It's very much like if you like what we're doing here and you want to support it, great, but I'm not like going to sign a poster of tracer or add, you know, be like, Hey, get a free playtime with one of the guests or anything. It's for me. I want my focus on to be making the show. Awesome. Um, and so it, it's a very, very non-committal uh, from that. But if you're like, hey, this is really cool, getting 20 to 25 episodes a month of Overwatch content from really great people is something I want to support. There's that. But uh, again, by no means, just come hang out with us in Discord and follow us on Twitter and, and stay involved in the conversation. Definitely. I'm going to have to join the Discord. I don't think I'm in that. I don't think I'm in that one. Discord's pretty cool. We've got a, most of our contributors are in there and we've got really smart people who come on the show every day and yep. uh, most of them are there and setting all of our uninformed opinions straight. So <laughs> it's great. Awesome. Well, John, do you have anything else? No, I think for me? you pretty much covered oh, sorry, it, Bob. I mean, John, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just seeing if John had could, the Patreon goals are a sticky thing. Jaw's been learning that recently. Well, yeah, I mean that's. I mean, we're out, we're going to kind of get into it a little bit later toward the end of the show. But yeah, one of one of the reasons why it we did not put a Patreon up uh, because I we we've gotten requests to put a Patreon up because people listen to the show, they want to help the show out, right? You know, that's awesome of them. But you know, you you look at Patreon, you look at the rewards that normally people get, and it's usually somebody's holding content back or you know maybe they're cho- you know taking content out you know stuff like that yep. and uh i didn't want to do that you know that was like one of the biggest things like i didn't want to do that. not to mention Preach. you can't sh- yeah. you stress yourself more like i can't pr- promise more content than i'm already pushing out um because in my case you know on top of you know watchpoint radio i have right now five other podcasts on the network that I do all the editing for, and I'm guiding those podcasts as well. I mean, the fact that we even got prepared to attack out is kind of a miracle because I didn't even think we'd be able to get that out 100% God, successfully. That was a lot of work, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Luckily, I, I, now I we totally just have to get keep it. up. Yes. Yeah. The hard part is over. So, but no, I, I, I totally get it. Patreon is, is, is kind of a kind of sicky thing because like they they give you money you kind of want to do something for them but it's kind of like i might be tapped out you know can i do this on a regular basis so and i've also found we did patreon for well met the payload that most people are not in it for the perks anyways 
So I wish someone would have told me that in the beginning of the time is that if people genuinely like and um, are interested in your show, it's not because they get some cool little perk afterwards or whatever. It's, it's that they genuinely appreciate the work you're doing and want to support it. And yeah, you're right. You might miss out on a couple of, of patrons and, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month, but honestly, it's not worth the stress. It's just yeah, not yeah. like at the end of the day, I, I, I would, I don't know if I could put a dollar sign on not having the stress of having to put out thank you messages every month and everything. And just being really upfront and be like, Hey, I love you guys. And I'll be here for you and just send me a message and I'll do whatever I can to, um, you know, make you a priority and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I spend 60 hours a week watching overwatch league and recording these shows. And right. if, yep. if I have to do any more than that, something's going to give somewhere else. And I would prefer it not to be in the show. So yeah. yeah and and so far it's been really cool. And that is very true about John. John has been, he's been one of the ones that has helped me a ton in my starting out podcasting. He's I've had all kinds of audio questions when I was getting a new mic and different things and he's he was always super helpful so i just have to assume he's that way with the with with the fans too because i'm not anybody i so i i do have a thank you for that but uh, i i have a, a promise i made to myself and in the beginning when i got started podcasting i sent an email to pat crane and asked him for help and you know pat is 10 times, you know, out, you know, him and Scott Johnson are the blizzard podcast juggernauts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, you know, sent him a message about uh, questions I had about a YouTube video he uploaded and he was like super cool and humble. And it's really great now because I consider Pat a friend and I'm, I'm regularly on his shows and, and all that stuff. But he just took the time to, to kind of help mentor me and stuff. And so I, I promised myself to pay it forward and um, I don't, I don't ignore podcaster emails. I just don't. I, I, if you're a podcaster and you want um, to make a show and stuff, my my email, my Twitter, any of the show emails, there's not a wrong avenue to reach out to me. Um, is open to, to always do my best to help out where I can as far as whether it's figuring out tech stuff or the best way, way to workshop show notes. Um, I'm all about that. And I believe very strongly in the podcast community and the health of it. And if Pat didn't do that for me, um, I wouldn't be here. And it's, it's only fair that, um, I'm there as well. So, yeah, that's awesome. Pat's been very helpful to me too. Like I lucked out, like I joined the show and then right after Roe asked someone from the show to come on to the panel. So I got to join the, uh, con before the storm discord and then you saw all the questions that i posed to all you experts i was like i have taken advantage of this time right now Roe watches so many podcasts i don't i don't know how he does it he just like so quick 1.5 times the speed well i don't think he asked me like he just asked (laughs) someone from the show and i had joined and i was already going to blizzcon so win-win but even yeah, I just, like I got lucky. about the shows, right? Like the fact that he knows about every show. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I remember <laughs> when he reached out, he's like, hey, we want someone for the panel. And that was BlizzCon 2015. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> oh yeah, like he's definitely listening. He's not just skimming, you know, through it. But he must like listening to people talk. <laughs> like that—that that has to be it. That's his music to his ears. Yeah. Well. well, Joe, you can go ahead and take us on. All right. So, thanks for thanks for getting those questions together, Bob, and for bringing John onto the show. Yeah, and thank you, you can go, coming, John. John. You have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm in the bathroom. So, no, we could go ahead and move on. I was going to do our little PTR report music, but. Why? We have one thing to talk about from the PTR, something that we missed last week and doesn't appear to be in the Blizzard notes from the PTR. And that's that the biotic orb from Moira's biotic orb on the PTR is no longer locking onto barriers, turrets, and other deployables. So right now, if you play Moira Alive, when you throw an orb, uh, it hits, it does lock on to uh, shields and it drains the shield, but at the same time is draining the power from her orb. And it is not giving her uh, the, the, the heal juice, whatever you want to call that. You know, the, uh, the, the healing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was playing with Bond for like all all Sunday and he just called it heel juice. He's like, I'm out of heel juice like all, <laughs> all day. So now that's what's stuck in my head. Thanks, Bond. But he kind of um, like me yeah. with Roadhog and, and the vape. When they hit the vape, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So she like, that was the problem with her locking onto this stuff with the barriers and the turrets, and uh, you, that that was the issue. That while you were doing damage to that stuff, you weren't getting the uh the benefit that you're supposed to be getting from it. The only negative here that I can see is that, you know, if Symmetra set up a nest or something like that, you could just throw your orb into that area and it would destroy all the turrets. That will not happen anymore. But other than that, when you throw the orb now, it will go through the shield and it will start attacking the people behind the shield. So that means it'll help you recover your health a bit more often. Um, so that should be good for more replayers. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, that. I... When I first saw it, I was like, I don't have a problem with running out of the healing juice. And then I realized, oh, that's right, because I'm not healing enough people. <laughs> like that, that's <laughs> part of the problem. Like, man, why are these guys dying so much? Symmetra, they must suck yeah. it over much. It's just a at that point. <laughs> Dude, when I play, I totally have to constantly remind myself. I mean, I use the healing orbs just because I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. left click, left click. I used to do oh, that with, with a Zen, to too. I use the healing orb when a tracer or a Genji comes to get me. And I just bounce that sucker right off the ground. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. But uh, yeah, so that is going. So as long as that comes through, Moira will be back in, in better shape, even though she's not in bad shape right now. What I'm hoping is that on console, she really needs adjustment. Like she really needs adjustment on console, and I hope that they address that soon because it, you could. It is just so easy to, to 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 kill with her on console. I mean, as much as Moira's, um, as much as her secondary doesn't snap. Like it, 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 it's not like Symmetra where it can go around corners and stuff like that. It still snaps to the player for console. They may need to remove that completely. <laughs> because that's how bad it is sometimes. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see how it goes. 
Yeah, I know. I know you have like console PTSD, Bob. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I can do that again. Yeah, no, no. no if I did, I'd it. have to play like Reinhardt or something because trying to play Lucio and not being able to wall ride just had me all kinds of anxiety. I think playing Lucio on console period is kind of tough because of, of the movement and how fluid it is. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, I switched the controller around on the Pro Controller and it definitely worked, but I just don't have the. I can't motor whip, for yeah, it. Well, yeah, I can't whip around with the controller as fast as I could whip around with the mouse. And like, I'm a very like janky Lucio player. Like, I'll be looking all kinds of over all over the place to get certain wall wall rides. It's definitely not a pleasant experience to watch me play Lucio. Yeah. Well, that's what like what the the console the the the. Uh... The problems with console movement is that they're predict. It's kind of predictable, right? On PC, it's way less predictable somebody's movement. Yeah. But on console, you can kind of predict movement better. That's why I look like a fucking superstar on Soldier seventy six on console <laughs> because how easy it is to to to. to uh, it's my Halo to, days right yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, so I was just about to say that predict movement. So. Yeah, but Lucio's a tricky one. But let's go ahead and move into our next topic. I said we're not going to spend too much time on that. Let's talk about the Overwatch League premiere. Uh, we know we're not going to go over stats and stuff like that here, but we're going to just kind of you know talk about our thoughts about the premiere. We ca- we got an idea of what they would be, uh, what we would be seeing with the preseason matches. Uh, I think my biggest problem. I mean, obviously John wasn't here for him uh, when we were talking about that, but my biggest problem with the preseason matches wasn't the spectator it wasn't the casting it was the commentary between matches that was my biggest problem with the preseason matches because it kind of felt like it was a waste like i did they weren't telling me anything i didn't know they weren't highlighting anything that wasn't obvious um they did a little bit better this time for me i I think they did a little bit better but still that that uh, mid-game commentary where they're going from you know one match to another or one map to another. They really need to uh, explain, be, be able to explain to somebody the key moments in a game, and then in depth be able to explain why these are key moments, why they're important, what the other team could have did to to prevent it, and how the team that prevailed, like you know how they cemented that, you know stuff like that. Because in other esports, that's what you see. Like you know, and it, it's one of the things that kind of helps you understand the game and get better at playing the game when you hear commentators talking about you know what happened there and having those special details that you might have missed is really awesome to have, and that's what I wasn't seeing. So I think I still have a little bit of a ways to go, but that was really my only complaint about how the Overwatch League. Uh, you know, how they produce their show. But the casting I thought was great. Um, You're still going to have a bit of an issue catching the action sometimes because of how Overwatch works. You know, one of the things that I hate seeing is they'll have like, you know, the camera on a healer or the camera on Widowmaker, but in the camera, I can see somebody having an awesome fight downstairs, you know, in the distance or something like that. And that's kind of annoying, but you well, know, what they, had, do. they had, um, Alchemister, uh, the, the lead observer for Overwatch league. They had a lot of observer issues this past week. There was a point where they couldn't observe anyone from the other team, uh, for the first uh, two days. So you notice that you only saw one team point of view for the longest mm. time. And then you saw the, uh, objectives were uh, 
colored correctly, but they were flipped on the other side. Uh, so like there was also, even then, like I was, the spectator experience was enjoyable, but, um, a big part of why we weren't seeing those fights probably was to just the fact that the spectator client is incredibly robust. And by extension, uh, if something breaks it, it's not like a, Oh, press that button and fix it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my and my thing was that they're going to get better. They're kind of pioneering something new with basically having a tournament every week type of thing, you know, the amount of time. And so they're getting better. And I think we do miss ZP because he did everything you were talking about. He was definitely yeah. one of the the best analytical uh, personalities we had for sure. Well, that's what you need. Yeah, that that's that that's that's really what you need is somebody who can, you know, during the casting, during the actual match, you don't necessarily need deep analysis, right? You need somebody who can keep up with the action and explains what's going on. But post game and between maps, you need deep analysis, you know. You know, like, well, you know, we saw this happen. This is what they need to do. Uh, let's see if that, you know, if that happens. And we, we don't see it. We didn't see it much. Well, go ahead, Bob. Overwatch is just so complicated. It's, I mean, I think it's hard for them. And it's just going to take them some time to really be able to quickly give their opinion on what they did wrong. Because there's so many different things that go into it. It's uh, So I, I think they're going to get better every week. You know, I would hope so. <laughs> and there is, it's also very interesting in the fact where it's, it's not like a game of right and wrong. Yep. Overwatch is not a game of right and wrong. It's two imperfect teams playing each other and simultaneously trying to exploit those weaknesses. And it, it can get really complex really quick. Some of them are really easy. Like, Oh, mercy shouldn't have been there and got picked off right in the beginning of the match. But other times, you know, there's a sequence of three, four, or five events that finally enable that tipping point to happen to where why team one team won the fight or lost the fight. And uh, I definitely don't want to go to, like, I'm not going to anyone's defense or at the same time I'm not attacking anybody, but I'm just, any caster will tell you Overwatch is the most complicated game to cast between the sheer speed of it, the number of abilities, the limited scope that you can even see, even when you have six spectators and an overview map, like arguably one of the most robust replay and spectator systems in esports, it's still very, very complex. Um, and so, like, I, I, it will get better. It has to get better. And, and, and there's going to be so much that we're learning even from these beginning weeks. But, um, it's it's tough. And then you have to think, too, of how, what if somebody is just seeing this for the first time? How much strategy are they going to understand? You know, foot, imagine the NFL week one and year one, how much different the analyzing of the game would be versus, you know, just last week when we were talking about the, the complexities of challenges and uh, clock management versus this is a first down. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's and very different. You think about the amount of in, of information that comes into you as a, as a viewer while you're watching 
Then add on top, you're trying to take down what's going on and you're trying to actually you're trying to actually on the fly know what the mis- what the what the mistakes were. It's tough. I, I mean I've been I've been doing it and it's not an easy thing. It's a lot of information fast and they talk about NFL players where year two the game slows uh, slows down for them. I think that's gonna happen with the amount of practice that the casters and the desk analysts are getting. Like the game will just slow down and they'll see it a little a little differently. And they're getting a ton of practice more than they were they were you know straight up pro practice more than they were getting before. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, so they also had, I mean, on Wednesday, they had a huge, well, yeah, I would say pretty large viewing, uh, about 450K that they cap out at, I think. I think we can't, we, I think we classify that as huge. <laughs> yeah, way bigger. 25,000 is, is the, about the most official number I saw from Fish Sticks, who is the, uh, one of the marketing content guys at Twitch and also really involved in Overwatch. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've enjoyed him on the overview. Right. So, yeah. Okay, so let's just say 425K. That's a really good sign for Overwatch. Like, I, I don't expect for them to keep that up, but um, anybody who would expect them to keep that up, is, it's a little ridiculous. Like, not everybody. I mean, it's the premier, it was the premiere day of the premiere week. Nobody right. guessed it even that high. Right. It is high even for Twitch standards. Yep. Yeah. So that was, that's pretty nice. I know the next day, like Wednesday was, you know, 425. And I think Thursday was like 225 or 250, uh, which, like I said, is to be expected. You know, you have, there's a lot of Overwatch being played right now. Every single week on top of Overwatch League, you got contenders too. So there's a lot going on to the point that it's it's really really saturated. Uh, so I mean I would expect that you know even week for week it's going to continue to go down a bit until we hit like the playoffs, right? Or actually they have these you know they have these like um what do they call them? Not divisions, but uh they call them they call them stages. Stages, yeah. So they you have, have different have stages. So so as you're getting closer to the end of a stage. We'll probably see an uptick in in viewership and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people. I think you said it earlier. A lot of people are probably going to end up relying on recap shows and podcasts, and you know, like basically an Overwatch Sports Center to to figure out what is going on. There's plenty of that out there. So, yeah. yeah. But I would definitely so, yeah. recommend your your daily dose, the Overwatch Daily Show. With John Kick Tripod Horseman. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean you I'll can't I mean you can't scoff at that. I mean the lowest that I saw it was a was a hundred and thirty K. I I watched at least two games a day. Like I would take some time off, but then just watch the VODs afterwards. But I mean I was watching a ton of it and I was watching it in the Overwatch League Network Discord with a lot of other people and it was great. Just, I know I talked about this last week, but like people should really come cause it was a good time. You just like, it's like you're on the couch with a bunch of buddies and everybody's, you know, Oh, they shouldn't have done this and different, uh, 
different different fans cheer and and boo, and it's just it's it just a good time. Right. I mean, I think I think the premiere week went well. Um. I'm curious to see what happens in week two. Are we going to see, you know, uh, um, a big spike, you know, a spike on every Wednesday because it's the first week, or is that also going to, or is this the first day of of the week for competition, or is that also going to, you know, calm down a little bit, you know? And I'm also curious to see which teams get the highest viewerships, you know, because you know when the inevitable this re- this league is uh, rigged comes up, it's going to be for the high market teams. <laughs> well, Dallas is pretty high market, and they didn't look very good in stage one. So yeah, we'll see. That was a, it was a rough week for you and Mel last week. Yeah, the two the two Texas teams had had it a little rough. What do you think, John? Do you think it'll be? You think it'll continue over one hundred k next week? I, I would say that there's, I would say most days I was actually looking at, I think it was uh, Wednesday's games, um, overwatchleague.com. Let me make sure I've got this up and ready. Yeah, it's not really exciting game. You have Shock Fusion, Mayhem Dynasty, Outlaws Dragons. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if people decide to, you know, take a nap. <laughs> During those matches, they're not exceptionally exciting. But then when you start to get to the next day where you've got the Fuel and Outlaws, the Excelsior and the Valiant, the Fusion and the Gladiators, like those are really exciting oh, matches. Good matches. Yeah. Those are really good ones. And I think that the goal should be for regular season days uh, averaging, you know, 80 to 120K with your premier matches kind of hitting that 150. That would be what I would like to see, but I'm not basing that off of like any sort of insider information or uh, insights that I may have. I just, those are the numbers in my mind that if I open up Twitch and, you know, click on popular, that's where I'd want to see Overwatch League sit. Yeah, that'd be great. And we talked about it prior to the show, but lots of people are going to just kind of start watching their teams, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's basically impossible not to like or or to do that um, unless it's your full time job. <clears throat> Me, uh, and, you know, then then from there. But like, if it's not, eventually one day we're gonna run into a point. You know, if we have twenty eight teams in a league, they're not going to spread them out and have twenty four seven Overwatch. They're gonna take these three matches a night in these you know specific. Um you know, at these specific times and, you know, you're going to deal with three matches at five o'clock. And so, um, that's, that's going to change it a lot too. I think once people realize that this is sports and esports, not just like the typical tournament thing. Yeah. And if it gets that big, there'll be shows that are just about each team, you know? Yep. Like I, I listen to podcasts about just the chiefs. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> you get to live high right now <laughs> with the Vikings winning. Skull, boys. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and move into our final topic. And this is going to hurt Mel a bit, but we got to talk about what to do about Mercy. Like I said <laughs> earlier, 
Mercy has been a hot topic in the community this week. And there was even a, like a poll that was taken among the pro players. Like, what ability would you get rid of? And it was Rez. <laughs> Good night, Mel. Chat, <laughs> and and it was Rez, and I mean honestly, it's it's because it's not that Rez, you know, a, you know, a resurrectability or ability to bring your a teammate back to life doesn't belong in first person shooters, but it doesn't belong in a first person shooter that has a very long time to live. It is what we talked about last week that an Overwatch or time time to kill, I should say, Overwatch has a very high time to kill, even higher than Halo and Unreal Tournament. Um, there's t- you t- actually you living that is on the side. Life is on the side of you, right? <laughs> you know, they, like, there's so many ways to live. You got shields, barriers, getting healed, armor. Uh, Overwatch has a ultimate, really ultimates. You know, you know, Overwatch has a really long time to kill. And Rez is just so annoying when you finally kill somebody, when you break through the barrier, wear down their shield, wear down their armor, wear down their health, even with the healer healing them, and you kill them, and they just come back just like that. You erased everything you did. Now you got to do it again. Roadhog's down. Roadhog's up. Yeah. It's just it's so annoying, and that's that is ultimately the problem with Res. Uh, the, the The issue is that Res is just really associated with Mercy, and they'd have to, you know, rework her character. She'd definitely have to be able to do more healing, but really is is more <laughs> healing. Um, the I answer because like I yeah, like well, Res. I, I think Resurrect has a great spot in Overwatch. I think one thing needs to change. I don't think that resurrecting a Zenyatta should take as long as resurrecting a Winston. Um, and so what I would like to see is a channeled res that's uh, kind of like an overtime thing. So imagine Based the longer life, you channel. Right? Yeah, yeah. The longer you channel uh, a, a res on Winston, the more health he comes back with. If you, let's say, 100 health a second, right? Stand still, 100 health a second. You know, you can bring Winston back at 75 and pocket heal him, or you can bring him all the way back up to 400, but you're staying still for four seconds. I think four seconds is probably a little long, but I think that there's a way. Blizzard is such a good company at making seemingly broken um, uh, effects uh, balanced. And resurrect, believe it or not, I don't think we any of us would have guessed that stealth would have been easier to uh, balance than resurrect, but it has been. Um, and I think something simple about uh, just, you know, finding a way to make that channel a little bit more, because in the end, we've seen Mercy in two states, right? Completely unplayable in the competitive meta and completely necessary in the competitive meta. And there's been very few times where outside of like the occasional here and there that you've seen Mercy get played on a regular basis and arguably your healing supports should be pretty equal. Uh, you want to see about as much Mercy as Lucio as maybe Zenyatta and Moira. Um, and so I think that really at the end of the day, finding a way to just challenge, channel and balance that res and not with timers or how often you can do it or making it an ability, but instead finding a way to make it um, equivalent to the difficulty of the, the or the amount of health that you're having to res. There's obviously going to be up to some balancing to do like, okay, armor 
technically armor yeah. is this much more important than health. So it takes a little bit longer for armor or whatever. But only like, important if you're playing certain kinds of characters, you know what I mean? Like like armor's super mean against a Reaper because he has so many shots. But that's a really good that's a really good idea. We had had a, a, like an idea of maybe you bring characters back at, at half health. Maybe everybody comes back at 200 live. But that's a really good one. That's one that you could still do it depending. And the biggest problem is bringing back, in my, in my opinion, the biggest problem is bringing back tanks. And them being able to just I think that's what come breaks right it. back. Killing two Winstons in a fight or two Roadhogs or two Reinhardts in a fight. It's a lot more difficult than killing two Zenyatas or whatever, but imagine being able to still bring a Zenyatta up who died with their ult up. Still very powerful, still very good, um, but at the same time doesn't, doesn't make it so that one click doesn't matter, 175 health, 600 health, that person's back. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 a really good idea. I've not I've not heard that one. I'd like to see that before we hang our hats on Resurrect being an Overwatch. <laughs> right. It's like you well, have a fan in 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 Mel there. Yeah, I think the thing is though, like, still bring us my back to life. It's not like you're right. I mean, like, if they if they had to, if there was like some type of channel where you know Mercy had to let's see a hundred health per second, right? Odds are she's not going to bring a Roadhog back to life at full health because she probably shouldn't be sitting there Unless for six the seconds. Already she over. Yeah. Exactly right. Which is that would be fine, but still, you know, even if she brought a Roadhog back at half health, uh, or even two hundred health, which is what most characters have, it's not difficult to like for two healers to focus him at that point and bring him back to full health. It's just a little bit more extra effort. And it would still have the same problem of erasing all that work that somebody else did. But if you had to shoot the Roadhog down to get that Roadhog dead, wouldn't you still be roughly in the area to shoot those healers, especially that Mercy that's standing right on top of the Roadhog you just killed for two seconds? Well, the Mercy shouldn't be resurrecting anybody without support. So she shouldn't, if the, if the Roadhog, if she's going to be resurrecting a Roadhog, I would imagine there's another tank to block her or to help her out. Um, like, you know, she, if the Roadhog is that, just. That's what we saw this past week, but I don't know. I, yeah, I, I want think, to see it, right? Like it's because, because you're I think right. It's a there's, great there's idea. a lot of, there's a, a lot of fringe circumstances that can make either it a horrible or a great, Fix, right? Well, and the idea that you had is better than what's happening yeah. right now. That's the Yeah, it's better than what's happening right now. So I'm not saying the idea is bad. Don't get me wrong. That's not the issue here. But I don't think it gets rid of the overlying problem with being able to bring back a character, specifically in Overwatch. Um, you know, last week I, I talked about Battlefield and how as long as if somebody goes down, as long as you put the paddles on them in 10 seconds, you're bringing them right back up. There is no cooldown on that. It just works. You can dolphin dive three people, bring them back up in Battlefield with no problem. But the difference between Battlefield and Overwatch is that Battlefield has a fairly quick time to kill. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you as a you really have to be careful as a medic in battlefield because if you just if you dove and dive like three people you bring them back and the same crew who was there before is still standing there they're just going to get mowed down again real quick uh and overwatch i mean you can you know usually 
if somebody is out of position, let's talk about like, you know, uh, somebody actually playing Overwatch properly. Let's not talk about the outliers of people as Roadhog going way out of position or somebody going way out of position and getting punished for it. Let's just talk about, you know, you managed to clip uh, a 76 or a McCree and you take them down or a Roadhog and you, you take them down. Um, you know, more than likely they're going to have some type of tank that can help mitigate the damage and maybe not a full six seconds bring back Roadhog, but at least like, you know, two to three seconds bring back, bring him back at half health. And like I said, you know, you, you focus them down for healing at that point and the feeling on the other side remains the same. Like all that work was for nothing, you know, but the idea is better. I mean, I, if they wanted to give that a shot, I am more than happy to give it a, to give it a shot because at least at the lower levels of Overwatch, you would definitely um, because people can can't use res properly right now. I don't know how many times. Remember, I just spent the weekend in gold, guys. I don't know how many times somebody was trying to res me, and I'm like, no, oh my god, don't, don't do it, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And they're trying to res me, and they get killed. But when you play at a little bit of a higher level, not even that much higher, like you're talking like you know low plat, mid plat, people kind of know, you know all right, well, I have no protection. I can't res this person. So, you know, that's kind of the deal right now. Overwatch is really built for people to be playing together in groups and stuff like that. So it shouldn't be that difficult for, you know, a Mercy to communicate, hey, such and such is dead. We need to res him. And for a Reinhardt or a Rissa to put a shield in front of it for a few seconds so you can bring that person back. That that's That's the underlying issue. Not just that she can bring people back to life, but the feeling... Like how that feels after you just put all this work into putting that person down, you know, it kind of erases that. And it will be, it will be a little bit more, uh, because right now it's Overwatch is really forgiving of people's mistakes, which leads to people making more mistakes because they're like, well, I can take this risk because I'll be resurrected for it. Is it a mistake killing a tank knowing a healer is nearby though? Oh no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying I'm not saying like you killing the roadhog is a mistake. I'm saying the roadhog may be going out of position or like the soldier going out of position sure. away from the team or something like that. I guess that. what I'm just saying though is I think as, as much as it is a mistake rezzing in a bad place, it is same much as there's there's a proper cadence in in uh order in which you should hope to kill the other team. Obviously, mm-hmm. supports first. And then kind of a combination between damage dealers and tanks, depending on which ones they have. But ultimately you want that mercy dead first. Right. And if you're right. only, you know, if you're Zarya and you're just letting your 80 charge beam go straight into a Roadhog because, Hey, look at all the alt charge I get, you know, and stuff like you should be punished for that lack of awareness too. Like I think there is a, an, 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 a, a fallacy in just saying like every kill you make is a good kill. And I like that about overwatch because every kill you make isn't a good kill. Um, in fact, every time I hear someone say, I've got gold eliminations, uh, I'm going to give them the right hand of fellowship and the left hand of truth because <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's just not true. And at the end of the day, the objective is more important than who dies. Yeah, sometimes you could just block space and be doing your job right. Like I was playing Junkrat and I had I had bronze kills and damage and we were a two two two, but I was doing my job on watch point. I was up top and none of their team came up top because the space was denied and they all went underneath. But 
I still had to watch that area because the widow kept trying to creep in and flankers kept trying to creep in. So sometimes you just have to do your, your job. But I will say you can kill a DPS, like a soldier or something, to bait in Mercy. I've done that quite a bit lately. And then when she's doing that res, you got her dead to dead to rights with, you know, if you're close. Right. There's the the IQ and acumen required to play Overwatch really well is I, I think very deceptive at points, even to be like, I killed a guy. I killed a guy. Why aren't we winning this fight? Right? Like, how many times have we heard that in Golden so, Plat, Right? You know, and yeah. that's not always the case. They're like, hey, man, I've got gold limbs as Hamza, or I've got gold damage. I'm doing my job. Are you, though? Are yeah. you, though? Like, if <laughs> I've just watched you still standing feed. there, like, are, are you, though? So, yeah, I mean, you could have come back and saved the supports that got dived by Winston and Diva, but no, you were going after the squishies. So, yeah, you got some stats, but we lost the team fight, you know? There's just so much that goes into it. It's 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 a hard game, but that's why I like it. I wouldn't be able to co- to compete if it was, you know, a game based on on mechanics. So I'm happy for it. I'm just not ready to pull to throw the towel in on res yet. I'm close, but I'm not. I like ready. your idea. I like it. Yeah, I think I think the the idea is good, and it would definitely it would it would definitely make it. Because one of the biggest problems with res is risk versus reward. When she could just fly and hit the button, resurrect somebody, there's not enough risk to match that reward. You know, uh, when she could do the five man res and be invincible, not enough risk to match that reward. It was actually a little bit better when she wasn't invincible doing it because she would get like a, a, you know three, four, five people, but she would probably die in the process of it. Um, now, right now, it's a bit more risk than reward because at one point you know, seven, five second time, you know, she can't just come in, hit the button and then bounce, you know, and do it. Uh, but, and your idea, like I said, would increase or, or balance better the risk versus reward because bringing somebody back to life in that game is huge. It's, it's huge. And like to, to be able to, you know, um, keep somebody into a team fight, it will literally stop a team from pushing in. Uh, once they get a pick or somebody gets a pick, the team pushes in, but boom, now you read somebody and now you have them surrounded in a team fight. They don't know what to do. Uh, so that's like res is really, it, your idea definitely brings it more in line with the risk reward. But I think at the, I think at the end of the day, they're probably going to end up getting rid of it because they, they like it just, it's so huge and it, it's, it's, it's an, a mistake eraser and they do things in this game for the feel of it, right? Like, you know, well, this doesn't feel fair, or people feel this about this, and they feel this about that. Um, you know, that's how we got a bunch of the changes we've got in the first place. You know, look at, you know, Symmetra. Symmetra wasn't unplayable, but people didn't like the fact that she could only be picked certain times. Uh, Diva Defense Matrix, you know, a lot of people felt it didn't feel good to get your ult eaten by it. You know, so bam, defense matrix gets nerfed. Uh, you know, there's, there was a lot of changes made because of how people felt, as opposed to if it was actually needed or not. And I think well, this is one of those things like res does not feel good on the opposite side because it's not like more than likely if you have if you are evenly matched with another team, you're not just killing people left and right. You're just not. You know, you're you're working down, you're working down a barrier. You you know, you're working down their health. If Overwatch didn't have barriers shields armor and healers 
the TTL, or I keep saying TTL, but the, the, the time to kill would still be pretty high. It would be like a, at arena shooter levels. But with all, all that additional stuff, it takes time, and it's just the worst when you, you break a Reinhardt shield, kill the Reinhardt. You know, you just pumped out 2,500 you know, 20, um, 2, damage, and here he is right back at you. <laughs> you know, that, that really, really sucks. So, um, you know, Rez does not ruin the game. I don't think it ruins the game at all. But I do think... Without Rez, without Mercy, well, not without Mercy, but without Rez and without Bastion, the game would actually be more fun without those two aspects. Well, you'll so. get to see the game without Mercy soon. Yeah. <laughs> she might come back with a change later, but you'll get to you'll get to see the game without her soon enough. Yeah, well, I don't think, well, the changes that they're making uh, to her Valk, I don't think that's going to take her out of the, out of the meta. Um, it, will it reduce like her being played, I think so for sure. But I think she'll still be meta because of oh, that, that that res every thirty seconds. And as long as you can work with your team, you know you can fix a mistake for somebody getting killed. I think it'll take her out of the pro pro meta, but yeah, probably not the regular like platinum, so you know gold silver. Yeah. So I don't know we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. I mean, they have I think they have lots of decisions to be made. I mean you got this thing going on with mercy right now but we also have another hero on the horizon and who knows what that's going to bring you know um you're gonna have you got the the overwatch league now and more people are watching the pro meta than ever so whatever the pros do you can trust that that that's what they're going to be trying to do on the lower levels albeit incorrect uh as we saw with the dive comp <laughs> I think the dive comp is one of the greatest examples of people yeah. not understanding. But the if pro meta. the league's big and people actually watch it, they'll actually understand what the dive comp is by by watching it rather than just hearing it from someone in a comp game and then just thinking that it's all they have to do is pick Diva, Winston, Genji, Tracer, used to be Lucio and Mercy or Zen. So like I don't like I don't think. I think the league will only help us going forward. Maybe. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Maybe. We'll see. I, I hope so. But we'll see. Because some people can literally like sit and watch a game and really not truly understand what what happened, even though they're watching it. So I don't know. I do have I do have hope, Bob. I I have hope just like you. So I My guess hope the other is thing definitely stronger. Yeah, it is definitely stronger than mine. I mean, the other thing that I'd really like to see them finally tackle is a stat screen in comp. Like this shit's ridiculous at this point. It, like we we're way past the point of needing actual stats on our teammates. Yeah, the, I, you know I disagree with you there. The medals are already a problem. Like John was talking about, gold damage, gold gold kills it doesn't tell the proper story so it doesn't tell the proper cool story it doesn't tell the proper story because you can't see other people's stats it does that that's why it doesn't tell the proper story i mean I you need to be able to see stats and numbers like if you if you have a if you have a tank that's complaining that they have 
uh, top DPS, they have top hero damage, and they have gold eliminations, and then you can point right back at them and say, you see how your blocking damage is shit? That's why you have top, you have gold eliminations and gold damage right now, because you're not blocking for us, you're not doing your job. You know, having more information, while people may, some people may take it the wrong way, and it's going to cause arguments, it's going to cause, uh, so you know, some verbal problems in games, but at the same time, it will allow, it will give teams more information to make more informed decisions. Like if you're trying to figure out what character to play and you're looking at everybody's DPS and you're like, dude, we are just not outputting enough damage. That is the problem here. You have a leg to stand on when you see it, you know, but like right now you're right. A lot of people are just like, I got gold damage. I got, you know, I got, you know, gold, um, elimination so what are you guys doing you guys aren't doing something right you know maybe even how many deaths somebody has like that should definitely be up there because if they're feeding the enemy team you gotta say hey dude you're dying a lot out there you gotta stop feeding or maybe like what's the problem can you stick with the shield or something like more information is definitely not um i don't think it'll be more helpful than detrimental will more will some problems come with it yeah but at the same time, I think it'll be more helpful than not. Delta Runner says, but how will you be able to put all of those stats on the screen? So they already have, I mean, Hero of the Storm already has a, a, a pretty good stat screen, I think. Uh, many of the stats in Overwatch will remain the same. And then maybe you have a column or two for special stats for a character. You know, like whatever, you know, like, you know, how on tanks you have, you know, damage blocked, right? Or, um... Roadhog has hook percentage and stuff like that. You can put another column in there for special stats for that specific character. Um, and, and, you know, you don't have to have all the stats. I mean, maybe you don't even need to see Roadhog's hooks, but it might be um, it might be a good idea to put that stuff in there because if somebody's playing Roadhog and they have like a, you know, 20% hook, per, you know, accuracy, eh, I don't think you're doing uh you know, I don't think you're doing what you need to do, dude. <laughs> you're only getting 20% of your hooks. So, but, um, and if you yeah. want to hear my thoughts, you could listen to like the last five podcasts. They're on there. <laughs> I'm not going to reiterate though. What Disagree. about Rodolph? No, just about more stats. More stats. Yeah. I've never seen more information in the game actually hurt the game. I just, I haven't seen that happen. Like, I mean, I know I understand that Blizzard likes everybody to be friendly and cuddly and shit like that, but I, I'm sorry. But the crowd that Overwatch has attracted, that's just not going to happen. I mean, Overwatch has probably brought the most uh, people from outside of the Blizzard community in. You know, you're not just these people aren't just transplants from World of Warcraft. They're not just transplants from StarCraft or Diablo or anything like that. These people are coming from Team Fortress. They're coming from Quake. They're coming from uh, Counter-Strike. Uh, you know, fucking, um, oh man, I can't, this is another game that I can't think of the name of that's super realistic and shooting. But you know, those people are coming from all these other places. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. But when you do get into those arguments, you at least have something to point to. And maybe... Even if you're having an argument with somebody about stats, you know, at that point, they may be too hot-headed to listen to you right then, but it may sink in for later that, okay, 
maybe I shouldn't have did this, or maybe I shouldn't have did that, or maybe you know this person was right about not having enough damage. They can actually focus on that. But in a competitive aspect, you definitely need more information. So, but uh, okay, I think we can go ahead and move on at that point, right? <laughs> uh, let's go ahead. We're just gonna do our weekly updates real quick, and then we're gonna head out. Weekly updates. Uh, just two quick weekly updates. Uh, Hero 27, like, like we, we mentioned, is definitely on the way. And at this point, it looks like Hero 27, they're, they're building skins for him at this point. Uh, that's what Jeff Kaplan... Why has it got to be him? Him, her, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I just use him because I'm a man, and I always refer to him as him first. I'm just joking. That's a joke. I'm not serious. <laughs> but um no him her whatever um they <laughs> are making skins for them <laughs> but uh yeah so we, we know skins are, are are in the process of being made this that means the hero is deep into artwork at this point which means that mechanically the hero is probably already uh the the, the abilities are set the uh you know um you know what their story is is probably set as well and now they're probably in the process of tweaking that hero and and jigglypuff comes to overwatch in 2018 (laughs) yeah so jeff kaplan also said that he thinks hero 27 will be meta changing and i'm very curious to see what that means I I wonder like if they're going to introduce some some type of new mechanic into the game because you know we we already know that if you have too much damage mitigation like a la diva they don't like that so they're not going to make a character that does what she did now right and you know if you have somebody who's like maybe anti heal or something like that we already have that with like Anna and stuff so. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. I, I have no idea at this point. I have no idea either. What do you think, John? Like, do you have any theories on that? I think it's a defense character, but besides that, that's my only theory. Um, we've seen so far that uh, the uh, offense heroes that they've introduced are have not been super impactful. Um, and we've also seen that tanks have not been super impact- impactful, at least to the point to say meta-changing. Uh, right. Honestly, the only new hero we've gotten since the initial, whatever, 23, uh, is Ana, uh, where she was seeing really high pick rates um, for yeah, the longest she came time. Out good. So, I will say Arissa has brought about the pirate ship. She has, but that's still like, I mean, Sombra is played on two CP defense. Um, yep. Like, yeah, like more niche. You know, there's, there's like, it's, it's a very much one, one way on one type of map for me isn't quite meta changing uh, yet. Whereas, you know, having like Anna back in her heyday was meta changing. She was in everything. Uh, so. And even then, I would say like a good split between, you know, where we see Sombra and um, Arisa now and where we see like uh, where we saw Anna kind of in her heyday, like right in the middle is still meta changing. Like 50% plus is meta changing in my opinion. 
Doomfist was meta changing for like two weeks until when he they, was broken. They, yeah, when he was <laughs> broken until they they changed him completely. But he he was in pro. He was like right in the pros, but that was a very short lived time. Yeah. So I have. I mean, this time last year we had a pretty accurate speculation for Arissa. I mean, it was a little off because they said it was like a spider tank. Uh, but then when they said it had four legs, I'm like, but spiders have eight legs. But whatever, fine, spider tank. <laughs> you know, I, I, I went with it. And actually, in yearly maintenance, I, I um, you know, I the, the Roe put a clip of me and Mikey talking about the next hero. And I said, I do think it's going to be this robotic hero. And I said, either um, the little girl is going to be inside of her or she's going to be controlling it. So I was I was wrong at that as on on that one, but I did say that we were going to get this robotic four-legged spider tank thing. And I wasn't that far off. <laughs> it's a robot, okay? She's still a robot. Uh, they refer to her as an anchor tank. Yeah, well, she's a robot <laughs> to me. But uh yeah, so yeah, we had more information on the next hero this time last year. We also had information about the next cinematic, which turns out didn't come out until like, what was it? When was Gamescom? Was that August? Or was it July? When did the May cinematic come out? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, so, but I, I haven't seen anything predicting the next hero because those those predictions from that uh, from that board were actually pretty uh, accurate. So we'll see. I am curious to see what they bring. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of an open book. I don't. I'm not wishing for anything right now in Overwatch. I'm like, I, I'm not like, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I'm actually pretty good with what we have right now. So, surprise <laughs> me, Blizzard. Surprise me. Uh, finally, uh, Blizzard World will be upon us on January 23rd. Hey. That's great news. Yeah. So I'm imagining the. Uh, <laughs> I'm imagining those skins will also come out. The Blizzard skins will also come out on the same day. So Blizzard World and the and the Blizzard skins, which I'm actually more excited for the skins than actually actual Blizzard World. I know when I played Blizzard World on the PTR, I was getting some major frame loss. Uh, so uh, hopefully they that issue has been fixed. I mean, I'm not talking about like you know regular frame loss. I'm talking about going from like you know over 200 frames per second in a normal map to like 50 frames per second on that was Blizzard probably World. some sort of graphic card yeah bug. yeah because i didn't yeah, see it, that it, at all at it, at blizzcon or when i played on ptr so yeah it had to be something like it, like an optimization issue or something like that so i'm just i'm, I'm expecting that to be fixed but we'll see what happens um and hopefully we don't you know we don't find a way to cheese it like Junkertown. That's why I hate Junkertown so much right now. You know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I wonder if Blizzard in the future will start to omit various maps from Overwatch League. I'm curious about that because almost every professional shooter omits maps. You know, like only certain maps get played because they are the most competitive of the maps. So I'm curious to see what they do there. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and start closing up here. 
uh, prepare to attack batch five has started. Like, you know, we've been mentioning that. So the Hanzo episode is out. The Farrah episode is out and the mercy episode is out. Um, we do stream live every Tuesday at 8 PM Eastern standard time. For those of you who are not here, uh, we, that is on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. So come and check us out and join the live chat while we do the show live. And uh, as always, we want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So definitely, uh, definitely send those to us, you know, whether they're angry, sad, happy, you know, whatever. Uh, we want to hear about your experiences in Overwatch. We do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One club. Uh, I did see uh, somebody, a few people joined the PS4 community recently. I just haven't had a chance to go through and approve those yet. So I'll go ahead and get those approved. And then uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to play uh, next time I'm on the PS4. Same thing with the Xbox One Club. I've been focusing on my console playing. has been focusing a little bit more on the Xbox One recently. And I do need to go back and play some PS4. Uh, we do have a Discord, like I mentioned earlier, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. So we would love to have you there. And as always, I like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. I mentioned that Facebook group because it's a gr- good group of people there from all different platforms. So um, I would definitely check that out if you want to find somebody to play with or you just want to check out the latest Overwatch news or memes. All right. So check out, definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We're available on multiple podcast platforms. Uh, you, you can find us on your probably on your favorite podcast platform on either iOS or uh, you know your Google device. Just search for Watchpoint Radio. It's probably going to show up. If it does just not Google show up, it, it'll be there. Yeah, yeah it'll be there. I, it, it's I used to go through a list of all the different show of all the different platforms, but it's just too many at this point. Yep. Fight uh, but, the urge, Jeff. Fight the urge. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't find it, you can all. We do have an RSS feed available right on the Matches Buttons website. You could just, you could just grab that and put that into your podcast player of choice. Uh, we do have social media links for you. Like I said earlier, twittercom radio is the Twitter for this show. But you can also find us at Twitter.com/slash/mtv site, Facebook.com/slash/MatchesButtons, and youtubecom slash buttons. John, you want to go ahead and dole out your social info? Yeah, you can find me everywhere at KickTripod, twitchtv kicktripod, Twitter.com/slash/kicktripod, and follow. The Overwatch League Daily Show at OWL Daily Show or YouTube.com slash Kick Tripod. All right. How about you, Bob? You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob. And you can find me on the Overwatch League uh, recap, a show for the fans run by by fans. So. Check it out. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. That's underscore J-A-A underscore. I stream on this channel. So twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And uh, actually, we do have a new streamer that's going to be streaming on this channel. Um, a buddy of mine who is actually really good at Dead by Daylight. I didn't realize he was like a rank one player in Dead by Daylight. So he's been streaming his because they reset the ranks every month. So he's been restream. He's been streaming his uh, climb back to rank one of Dead by Daylight. But he's also like an amazing Counter Strike player. Like he made he like when he plays, he makes it to like either the highest or the second highest rank. It's like Gold Eagle something. I've never made it that high in CS:GO. So he'll be streaming that stuff uh, from time to time, just in case you get tired of me complaining about Overwatch on a Saturday night or killing Nazis and Wolfenstein because that's going to be going on for quite some time. That game is 
very the game is they give you a lot to do in that game trust me so it's pretty awesome um yeah and if you uh we, we encourage everybody to con- contact the podcast like if you have questions or you have something to say you want to talk about you know one of the topics we talk about on the show we'd love to hear from you you hear your comments so you can email us at wpr at mashlessbuttons.com or you can leave a message or you can you know, tweet at us or leave a message on the website or facebook twitter wherever you can you can find us um we do appreciate your support for those who have supported us thus far with your ratings and the reviews. Uh, for those of you who like to support uh, the, the the podcast, one of the best ways you can do it is to share it with others that you, know, you think would enjoy the podcast. Also, like I said, ratings and reviews on your podcast platform of choice are a tremendous help. Additionally, we do have a Teespring store in case you want to grab some uh, mash those buttons and watch point radio merch bob with the product placement as always great job and uh, we are a twitch affiliate so if you enjoy the streams you can go ahead and subscribe on twitch like apparently three people did during this show so i'm gonna have to look that up and say thank you to those people uh you can subscribe uh, to the channel and that's a tremendous help um additionally this week, we will be opening up Patreon. That's what Bob was kind of talking about earlier. Uh, we will officially be opening up a Patreon. And it's actually kind of the same as uh, as John's here because right now there's only one reward tier. It's you know just a dollar and up for those of you who would like to help contribute to the show. We do have a couple goals. So if we do make those goals, we'll continue to kind of upgrade and do things with the Patreon that we hope everybody enjoys so i'll have more details on that later in the week um actually by the time this comes out it may be up we'll see but just uh you know keep an eye out and you'll definitely hear about it next week if we do have it up and uh yeah i mean i, I encourage everybody to check out mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see the other shows on the network you know we have two world of warcraft podcasts one about story and lore and one about uh you know everything else we have a, a, a fighting game podcast as well as a division podcast and we do have a new podcast and the mash castle will be returning hopefully on the 22nd that may be subject to change so we'll see but yeah that is uh that is it thank you very much for listening and uh we will catch you guys next week 